to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. Welcome back to another should be a riveting episode of Blind Spotting, episode number 47. We are hot off of the weekend in Martinsville. We were there on Sunday for the cup race, and we saw all the post-race fireworks right there at the start and finish line between Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman. It was a good day to be in Martinsville. Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather in Martinsville. I can't say much for the hot dog line. That was insanity. Waited in line for over an hour, missed 100 laps to get a Martinsville hot dog. Now, the hot dog was delicious, but hopefully the next time we go, they've got some of those upper concession stands open. I don't know if it was a labor issue. It didn't seem to be a supply issue because there were plenty of hot dogs to be had. It was just taking a long time to get through that line. But again, the end result was delicious as always. So a big thank you once again to Bases Loaded Sports in Mooresville, North Carolina for sponsoring Blind Spotting. And uh, another shout out, it's been a while, Adam Peter Shin for our opening montage. I guess it's not a montage. We're not, we're not working out. We're not getting ready to fight <laughs> Drago or anything. Or we're not practicing and training to be in the All-Valley Karate Championship. Anyway, I call it a montage. Adam Peter Shin at AP Shin Music for our opening Music to our episodes each and every week. Now we jump into the news. Chevy wins the Manufacturers Championship. Uh, is that for all series or just no, the just Cup the Series? Cup. Just, just the, the Cup, Cup Series. No Fords this weekend in the Final Four. We'll get to that in a matter of time. The Final Four in the Cup Series, of course. Elliott, Hamlin, Larson, and Truex, not in any particular order. Larson, of course, is at the top of that list. But nobody is now because they're all back to, I guess you call it zero or 4,000 or whatever they call it, heading into the final race for those final four. So no Fords in the final four. Some news about Kyle Busch uh, came out today. We're recording this on Tuesday, November the 2nd. Kyle Busch will be required to take some sensitivities training for uh, some comments that he made after Sunday's cup race in Martinsville. He will be required to complete this before the 2022 season. Made a comment that disparages those with intellectual disabilities when describing an on-track incident with Brad Keselowski. Both drivers ended up being eliminated from title contention. Uh, After the race, Bush did apologize for his remarks on Twitter. His actual remarks, and I'm not going to read it verbatim because there's just some things I don't want to repeat and we'd have to mark this as an explicit episode if I did so. So he says, well, he drills my ASS coming out of turn four for no reason. This is Kyle Bush referring to Brad Keselowski. I mean, where was he going? What was he going to do? Spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick. Best part of that quote is what he was trying to do for what? For second place? To do what? He wasn't going to transfer through with that. It's freaking. And then he uses the R word. Man, it's so stupid, Bush said. I don't understand these guys. I should go beat the SHIT out of him right now is what I should do. But that doesn't do me any good either. And then I think the reporter, was it Pacris? Yes. He was interviewing him. Yes. And uh, Bob, really? What are you, poking the bear? That, <laughs> I know you want a good story and a good sound bite. Uh, that's, that's what Bob does. That's Bob, what Bob does. Bob is the bear poker. 
He certainly he um, poked that well, M&M's bear. And I loved Kyle's car. That was cool yeah. Halloween uh, paint scheme he had going on there. So, and he's exactly right. The two punted everybody out of the way to try and win yeah. that race. And he didn't have well, the car to do it. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I think there's a respect issue in all of NASCAR right now. And then there was a, was there a comment from Kansas a week before? Or was there something that had to happen in Kansas yeah, so uh, bo- with, with Bubba Wallace? Yeah, before uh, Martinsville. And TV picked up on this because they had an end car where he was racing for around 12th or 13th with Bubba. And it was a tight race, and Kyle was frustrated and just like, this guy, and he just he cursed about him. I don't think he called him anything that I recall. But I don't know if he was prompted about it or not. But essentially, before Martinsville, he basically said, yeah, I, got a, I, I was out of line. I'm not used to racing him. He didn't do anything wrong. He was racing aggressive. He should have. We were racing for a top 15. I'm paraphrasing here, and basically trying to you know say that there's no bad blood between us. I was just frustrated, and I took it out on somebody who didn't deserve it. I mean, is that what you saw, Travis? Or yeah, her? pretty much. I mean, it's Kyle Busch. You know, what do you expect? When he doesn't win, he's ticked off. And when he's battling in a position where he's, frankly, not used to running and will probably tell you he shouldn't have been back there in the first place. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. And, and, and Bubba was running better than normal. I mean, yeah, Bubba usually exactly. runs 15 to 25th, and Bush is usually in the top 10. So they don't meet very often. Mm-mm. And uh, just that we had mentioned this last week on the show, Stuart uh, Earnhardt Jr. and Boyer were testing next-generation cars at Bowman Gray last week. And then later this month, Stuart Friesen will be doing the same thing at uh, With or Wythe Raceway, uh, however you pronounce that. I think that. it's I guess Wythe. depends like, on what kind of Virginia. Well, I don't know. It is Withful, isn't it? It yeah. is Withful. So, yeah. with, so that's in preparation for the dirt track race next spring in Bristol. So as I mentioned, is there any other news you guys no, want to throw out just to comment there? on the test, I mean, I think all three of those guys said, especially Junior said, it does absolutely everything better than, than the car today. Mm-hmm. He said especially under braking. Yeah. which I think is going to be really interesting at the road courses and some of these other places because if you can get into the the braking zone Martin, deeper. Martinsville. Martinsville perhaps, yeah. or, or you know anything like that. So one of the things that make that interesting, one reason Chase Elliott and some of these guys are really, really good on road courses is they know how to go break deep into the corner. So I wonder if that's going to bring a bit more equality to the field than maybe the way we see it now and, hmm. and make some of those road course races a little more interesting uh, for some. So yeah. well, that, that, that'd be good. The only, the only other news item I would mention is that we know now that Matt McCall, who we had on the show several months ago, uh, formerly of Chip Ganassi Racing, is going to go over to Roush Fenway and crew chief for Brad Keselowski. So hmm. uh, Brad's already putting his stamp on that team and hiring a crew chief that's had some success in the Cup Series. So good for Matt. Um, I'm surprised they didn't take him to 2311. Yeah, yeah that's a good point because he well, and Kurt have a good really relationship. Really run well together. Yeah, um, I, I am surprised. I wonder... I guess we'll get a crew chief announcement on that a little bit later on. And then the other thing I'll announce, and we won't go into great detail on this, today NASCAR, in conjunction with the television partners at Fox and NBC, announced the start times and television network designations for all three of the top three series uh, in NASCAR for next year. The only thing I'll say about that is races that were typically on NBCSN are going to USA, which there's more homes that have USA than NBCSN. Mm. So uh, that's not a big deal. And then the, the final thing I'll say is that the start times are just getting later and later. Yeah. Uh, more lights, you know, um, I will say, you know what a place that NBCSN is not in very often is a hotel room. 
Yes, you're right. So people that are traveling, especially mm. during the summer, I know you can do your device and all that, but there's nothing as convenient as just kind of flipping right. on the tube. And so that will be every every hotel room carries USA. USA is a basic cable channel, yeah. and I think their ratings will go up because of that. I agree. I agree. And so that's probably USA. A I read something today. USA is basically going to become a sports network. Well, they already use it for some of that anyway. They used it for the Olympics. They use it. All it does is play Law and Order anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It should be called. Law and Order USA. Yeah. That's what it should be called. So that's... That's the news. That's the news, or yeah. Th- that we know. There may be more going on, but we just don't know it. But when we know it, we'll share it with you. Yeah. And uh, so we'll jump in first to our race race review from Martinsville. I mentioned that earlier. I mean, just a beautiful day weather-wise. We had oh. a large group that went with us. It couldn't have been a, a better place to have a race in the hills of Virginia. Beautiful up there. We ran into Winston Kelly and also Alex Hayden. I'd never met Alex Hayden before, but both were gracious with their time. Very nice. They were just kind of hanging out on the midway there. Uh, we were down there with the kids uh, doing the tracker treat. treating uh, right there. And uh, a lot of flo- a lot of folks in Wolfpack Red because the Power Sound of the South was there to do the national anthem. And whether you were a Wolfpack fan or not, I think they did a great job. They nailed it. And it the uh, and the play and the uh, the flyover the the older biplanes or, or propeller planes planes that was cool. They always do it several times. They fly over and do different patterns, and it's really it's really unique to Martinsville. Yeah, so, they do like a fleur de lis at the end. It's yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. cool. So very uh, a special day, uh, great great day of racing, great weekend of racing. We'll start. In the truck series, uh, Zane Smith coming from, I think he was in eighth place uh, heading into that race and won. Uh, I mean, a crazy ending. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I hear it was just madness uh, at the end. And Zane Smith comes out with the win, which propels him into the cost Austin, final four. Cost uh, Sheldon Creed a spot. It did. Yeah. yeah. So, um, And then there was uh, some action between Austin and Wayne Self. And Nemechek, and you guys want to kind of take that and run with it just for a few minutes? I mean, uh, he just hooked him. He just, yeah, he just I mean, flattened him. Or just the truck race in general. Did, did either oh. one of you guys watch the whole thing? I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Go ahead, Trevor. I, I thought it was a good race. I think there's there's some real respect issues, especially in the truck series. You know, it just seems like these younger guys come in and think that they own the track, you know, and they're not beyond just pile driving somebody and, and and wrecking them and you know that's basically what happened between Nemechek and Austin Wayne self and now you know you could say Nemechek could have backed out and avoided the situation and that's that's easier said than done in the situation that he was in I mean it was 130 laps in there were 70 to go and just to, he he's lucky that he was able to advance. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Uh, but I was disappointed that the sanctioning body didn't take any action because it was about as blatant as it could be. I mean, it was what not he did. What we saw on Sunday, no. which we'll talk about, which was drive into the corner, overcook it, push up into the middle of the turn, and take the guy out. Yeah. There's some there's some ability to have some deniability. This is going into the turn, and you could watch the right, the left front tire just turns to the right. I mean, there, and he absolutely hooked him in the left rear quarter panel and put him in the fence. They should have parked him. I, yeah, you know, I mean, I if you're going to park Kyle Busch for doing that ten years ago in the Xfinity Series, why aren't you parking a guy who runs twentieth in the Truck Series every week? I mean, this guy hasn't sniffed a victory. He took out a top ten competitor. He was running in the teens or twenties. Yeah, I mean, the only thing Austin Wayne self has sniffed is the wall every week he goes on the racetrack. Yeah. So was he, there something that 
that had happened between them beforehand? Why would Self do that? I think Nemechek was probably rubbing his bumper up trying yeah. to get through him because Nemechek got sent to the back. Didn't he mm. speed? Yeah, he, yeah, I think so. And he, so he probably roughed him up a little coming through the field. But you know what? To the respect thing. Austin Wayne Self is not running for a win. Nope. He's not running for a title. You're running 20th. You know his spotter came on and said, the four got a penalty. He's going to be coming through the field. Mm-hmm. Now, you can either hold him up or you can let him go. And if you hold him up, that's your right. But what do you think he's going to do? He's going to move you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't get mad because your truck sucks. He had a better truck. He's a better driver. I'm sorry, Austin Wayne Self, but he is. So that's where it's about racing the racetrack, knowing the equipment you have, racing what you have the ability to, to, to do. And, you know, you can't get mad at a top five truck for coming up through the field. No. Sorry. Now, could did Nemechek do a couple things? I don't know. I didn't see that video. Maybe he wasn't as gentle and nice as he should have been. But you don't put in the guy's day. You might run him up the track. You might get back in his back bumper to give him some displeasure, but you don't hook his ass into the corner. No. I heard an interview a couple of, I think it was yesterday with Scott Miller, and he said, you know, they he was asked about the whole respect thing because we've seen this a lot with the playoff drivers versus the non-playoff drivers. And, you know, his response was, look, you know, I think in the Cup and the Xfinity Series, and I'm paraphrasing here, but in the Cup and the Xfinity Series, these guys know how to race. They, you know, they can police this themselves. He said, but in the truck series, we may have to step in and do something. What is it? I don't know. I think you may see something come out in the off season. Well, and, and to that point, you don't have a fixed set of drivers as much in the truck series. You don't. The top 15 to 20 are probably there every week, but the bottom half of the field is a revolving door. Yes. And so it's very difficult to keep those guys in line. Anything else on trucks? No, just the final four, you know, Matt Crafton. <laughs> the wily veteran. The wily veteran. He's mm-hmm. been around for, what, 20-some years, and he just continues to sneak Has, in there. Yeah, he's he's always there. You know, he Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, and John Hunter-Nemelchick. Yep, and, um, you know, who knows what we're going to see on Friday night. All right, Xfinity. Gragson gets the win on a late restart, and daggum if Hemrick's not a bridesmaid again. You, not- know, you know why I'm excited that he made it? He might win a title without ever winning a race. He could. Mm-hmm. And and I will say, that was not his fault. The fact the the caution came out. Had the caution I mean, it was a hundred feet. Yeah. Had the caution not come out, he wins the race. I mean, and it was right at the start finish line. Yeah. Um, and and you know, like you say, it the guy has run well. I might argue that if you take wins aside, he's probably had as good a season consistency wise. As the top two, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He just hasn't gotten into victory lane. I yeah, Hemrick has led 615 laps this season. Almondinger 422, Cindric 1037, yeah. and Gregson 360. So he's number two on laps on the laps led. Yeah, list. he's led a lot of laps. He's won a lot of stages. When he got demoted, you wondered what was going to happen. And I think what you realize is he's like a lot of these guys that got moved to the Cup Series too quickly mm-hmm. and just didn't have the experience. John Hunter's another one. Right, and they go back down. They find quality equipment. They learn the craft, and good for him. I hope he has a great Phoenix. I don't think he'll win the title, as we'll talk about in a little bit. But I, you know, you talk maybe about wins getting getting you propelled farther in the playoffs. Guess how many DNFs Noah Gregson had this season? He had like six a ton. 
eight. Jeez. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Three wins at very opportune times. Yep. For sure. Uh, when he needed. To I mean, get the one done. at Darlington was the one that's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of really propelled him. Cedric yeah. had four. Four DNFs. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those weren't his fault. The summer was rough on his. It Cindric. sure was. Yeah, it was it rough. Was. But uh, twelve stage wins, which that that shows you how important that that is. And of course, five wins doesn't hurt either. Um, he's a little bit like Bush was early in his career. Checkers are wreckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting he's getting done though for sure. I don't think he. We have Cup anything else series. on Xfinity? Yeah. Cup series. Where That's, do we Where do we start? <laughs> Well, I guess maybe start at the end. Uh, you know, uh, let me let me just say this. It was a typical Martinsville race until the end. But going in, I kind of thought the first two stages would be, you know, guys filling out filling out their cars, figuring out what they had, making adjustments, preparing for that final stage. And then when it comes time for that final stage, who knows what's going to happen? And who would have guessed that we would have ever seen everything that we saw? I mean, you saw... You know, Keselowski get into the nine and spin him out. You saw Keselowski and the 18 get together. You saw Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman get together. I mean, these are these are good race car drivers, championship caliber race car drivers that are getting into one another and pissing each other off before they have to go battle for a championship. Well, six years ago, wasn't that uh, Kenseth and Logano? Yeah. And, and then, then uh, Hamlin gets what he deserves. And, I know I'm a chase yeah. apologist at Martinsville, but Hamlin gets exactly what he deserved. You're, you're exactly he right. Coming to karma, he, as, as, as Kevin Harvick said, karma's a bitch. Yep. Yes. And, and I will say this, and this is probably going to tick a lot of people off, but... Denny Hamlin hasn't won a championship to this point in his career, nor do I think he will ever win a championship if for no other reason than the fact that if something doesn't go his way, he whines about it, and then a situation like happens on Sunday happens. He gets into an altercation with somebody, handles it about as poorly as you could handle it, and then has to answer questions about it the entire next week, which the media should absolutely pepper him with. And then that takes away from his focus on winning the championship and penalizes his race team, which had nothing to do with his stupid antics on the racetrack. Yeah, I I didn't get as passionate about what he did after the checkered flag. And for those who didn't watch, he chased down the 48 and instead of letting him do a burnout, kind of went nose to nose with him and burned out. And the thing is, I'd probably rather watched a fist fight. I thought that's what was going to happen. But I will say, he didn't tear up the forty-eight, he and didn't. he didn't tear up his car. No, he and didn't. he could have. I mean, I expected I him to come out to. there and just run through the forty-eight. So in that sense, he did have some restraint. He didn't cost Rick Hendrick and Joe Gibbs a hundred thousand dollars each to repair vehicles that made it through the race. But I do think it was a little bit childish. But let's be honest. What fist fight isn't childish? To be yeah. honest, we still love them. And I'm gonna be right. Honest. I mean, they're grown men throwing punches in 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 big pajamas, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, PJs. I'll be honest with you guys. I know that drivers say, "Well, as long as the fans are making noise, that's all I care about." When your home crowd boos you louder than Bush, and you can't hear the race cars over the crowd. That, yeah, that was something. That was interesting. Doesn't that tell you something? I mean, well, I don't think he gives a shit. I really don't. No, I, I, from his reaction, he heard it. I don't think he cares. And if I was Denny Hamlin, I wouldn't care either. And it's really hard for us to put ourselves in his. I mean, you're that close to winning. You wanted to win the race. Didn't have to win the race, 
but and though you've done it before, but it's different when it happens to you. And I would have been mad too. I I kind of anticipated him coming around. I was worried that he wasn't going to hit the brakes but, soon enough and nail him. I was really worried if that, that had, somebody's going to get hurt there. I'm glad that, it didn't. If that yeah, had happened, he would have been suspended. Well, but let I understand what you're saying, Michael. But of all the drivers who should have a little more caution in their in their anger, it's a guy who won a race there doing exactly the same thing in exactly and the I, same turn. Yeah. I think that's what you can fault him yeah. with. That's I, what I'm saying. I think I, that's what you fault him with. Yeah, or if he gets out and he goes, well, I don't agree with what the 48 does. I think it was a chicken move. But, you know, I've been in those shoes before. And he tried to say a little bit of that, but... I don't know. What do you guys think about the two car? He seemed to hit everything but the pace car. Dude, the two car. I I get he was going for it. He didn't have the car. He had a decent car. The only way he was going to win was to do exactly what he did knock everybody out of the way. He had about a fifth place car. Now, he came alive at the end, you know, about 150 laps to go. The Elliott thing, couple things. One, he made a bad choice on a restart and got back to fifth or sixth. Then there was a restart that he got in front of the two. And he was going backwards. The yeah. the nine was going backwards. The nine probably wasn't going to win the race. And he was blocking. He was doing a lot of blocking, which it's inside 100 laps. What are you supposed to do? But Keselowski spun him. Do I think that that was malice? Probably not. But it seemed like the MO that the 48 and the two both did was overcook it on the inside into the corner. No, you can't make the turn. Drift up. Run the guy high. The problem both mis- made the mistake both made is they weren't far enough along the car in front of them. If you're door to door, that works. If you're fendered a quarter panel, that spins the guy in front of you out. And I think that's the they weren't far enough in there to make that move, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I don't fault the aggressiveness. And if that if they were literally two feet farther up, their front bumper is two feet farther up, they make those passes and don't wreck the other guy, they might cost them positions. But I think it was going, being overly aggressive. But I will tell you, in Formula One, they would have penalized both those guys, and I don't like that because then you take away the ability of guys being aggressive. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? The only thing that saved Keselowski was the fact that when he dumped Chase, Chase was already locked into the That's final right. four. You know. Well, it's and- like the Nemechek thing. But Keselowski didn't know that, and Austin Wayne South didn't know that. No. They didn't know those guys were locked in. They figured it was probably a good chance. Yeah. As a car owner, if I'm Keselowski's car owner, I love the fact that he was going for it. But at the same... But he is his car owner. He wasn't... No, I, but you know what I'm saying? What does I, he care what Roger no, Pins- I, no, Pinsky I get thinks? It. But at the same time, I think that you have to realize what kind of car you have. And keep in mind, yeah, you can knock the hell out of everybody and knock them all out of the way and go win the race... But you have to race those same guys for a championship next week. Yeah. But Bush's comments were spot on. If that'd been for the lead, I don't think Bush's is upset. No, I don't Because either. he's like, I get it. We're going for the win. But he's like, okay, you knocked me out of the way for second. What does that get you? Nothing. So uh, I think you're going to see more and more desperation out of the two car. And I tell you what, Travis, I'm becoming a believer in what you said, that we're not going to see Brad Keselowski ever win again. No, I don't think so. And I well, think you're starting to see that desperation. Yeah. And I think he realizes that that this moved around. I mean, look at Ryan Newman. He had a terrible day on Sunday and made even worse in his when he spun out the first time. Cole Custer spun him out. What does he do? He goes up and 
pile drives the 42 under caution. Yeah. So speaking of Roush, though, 17 had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, so maybe it's not just the equipment. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't mean, know. Ryan Newman's never been a great short track guy. That's my point. No, I just we'll think. We'll see. I just. But it's the downgrade year. from Penske. Yeah, and I'll just say that I, I think Keselowski's better days are behind him. Yeah. I just think that this whole ownership thing, I don't know that he's doing it to necessarily go win a championship, although he would tell you differently. I think he's doing this to Future stay in, in the sport. sport. Yeah. yeah. All right, anything you're else? Bring the, I thought you were going to bring your Denny Hamlin card to the episode tonight. Oh, yeah, you should have. We Where, did how's your signed. helmet doing? Uh, I threw it away in Martinsville. Oh, come on. No. Yeah. No, we have one. We, as much Phoebe as Travis has goes it, on and on about how he hates Denny Hamlin, we know that deep down, deep down, it's a, he 11, has a man he's crush. He's eleven through and through. He he's, a man that's a, he's, a, he's very athletic. The helmet was too big for my head. There's a reason they call it. You know, you're supposed to wish at eleven eleven, right, or something, right? Yeah. He wishes eleven. I don't know. Eleven. I don't know. Yeah. Well, before we move on, I just wanted to give a shout out to Matt Beamer from Rambling About Racing. He came up and was part of our group of seventeen. That went to Martinsville. He came up and stayed the weekend. We were so happy to have him. He'd never been to Martinsville, and he loved it, and we had a great time with him. He was he's a big Keselowski fan, and the, the Deuce almost got it done for him, and of course, he loved seeing Travis pull for Denny, and yeah. we got him a little present to take back home to his little one, which he and his wife, Caroline, are expecting in February. Yeah, a little pink newborn onesie. With the uh, big old number nine on number the front nine, of it. Number nine, the golden <laughs> child. That was Eddie Murphy, the golden child. Yes, it was. But Matt likes to call Chase the golden boy of NASCAR. So we had to razz him a little bit. And uh, we understand that, that if you need to re-gift that to, to someone we else. We will not be offended. she's going to love it. She's she gonna will love, love it. it. So, But anyway, uh, I know those guys will have a great show this week as well. So give them a listen if you don't normally. He, he and Charlie and, uh, and Preston. I do a great job down there in the low country of South Carolina. So let's move on to, is it the segment segment, Andrew? It is. Take it's it time away. for that. We, uh, we have the segment segment this week. First, you may have seen us posting last week, Andy's custard, Andy's frozen custard has a flavor named the AJ Almond Dinger. And I believe you sampled that at the I North did. Carolina was, State it, Fair. No, well, we stopped. Uh, my son and I were on the way back from a baseball practice, and we were... Just wanting something sweet, and I'd never been to Andy's, and we went by and as well. Let's, let's try that. We weren't really ready for a whole meal, but we wanted to uh, check it out. And yeah, one of the flavors was AJ Almondinger. It had almonds and some chocolate in it, and some maybe some caramel swirled into it. But it was delicious. I so, think they should have a flavor for Terra too, but they hadn't gotten that far. But I took a picture of it, and there was another one. I forget the other flavor now, but that's the one I got. And we tweeted it out, and Andy's customer was like, yeah, this sounds great. What are some other flavors? Because I need some other drivers. I think it would be great for NASCAR. Yeah, so we want to say, what would your other flavors be? Travis, we'll start with you. All right. I would not eat this. I'm just going to say this from the start. Oh, it's gosh, it's a Denny Hamlin flavor. No, it's not, actually. <laughs> actually, actually, it's somebody that we hope to get on the show. Oh. I'm going to go Should with... a little? No. I'm going to go slip with... slip it in. Jordan Anderson's maple syrup. Yes. Syrup always gets me tickled too. I love it. I just like to smear it all over my pancakes and yeah. lather it up with that. So wait a minute, what was it what, again, Travis? Jordan, tell me the Jordan Anderson and tying in with 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 well, hotcakes, flapjacks. Jordan Anderson. Yeah. His last name is Anderson, and there's an Anderson's maple syrup, which is a sponsor 
Oh, oh, Art oh, of Richard oh. Childress Racing. Oh, cool. God. I, I, did not I didn't know, know that. that either. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Take yeah, a look Anderson's at Maple Syrup. I like that. Anderson. All right. Okay. Go. Was there another one? Didn't you have something with berries yeah, or I nuts? Had, yeah, I had Dale's Berries for <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a combination of Josh Berry and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Of course, Josh Berry drives for Dale Jr., so, you know, Dale's Berries. Dale's Berries. Dale's Berries would probably make a lot more money than... Josh's probably berries, would. but anyway. <laughs> what about you, Michael? When I tweeted this out, uh, one of the ones I said was the now, and I think Andrew, you said cold custard. Yeah, cold delicious. custard would be good. Yeah, cold custard. I did the cold custard brownie buster. Oh, I like that. Um, the Josh Berrylicious blast. Mm-hmm. All right, and now had a couple of responses. So, somebody said, "Well, Truex needs a flavor." I don't know what you put with maybe Tr- Sherry's. Cherries, berries, cherries, berries, cherries. Well, there's already a cherries, berries. I think isn't that like a a strawberry thing? Tie in. Yeah. Well, that's something. The Kyle Busch rowdy raspberry. I would buy that. Yeah. I would. How about Martin's Pollux's? (laughs) That sounds like a a medical procedure. (laughs) (laughs) Which I might need some ice cream. You at least go to smoke a cigarette after that one. What about? Um, What about? Stay with me here. Okay. What about we are. We're hanging. what about Bush's booze? Like people booing. Like rum oh, raisin? it's got rum oh, raisin. Rum raisin. Yeah. yeah, yes, rum raisin. This is. All right, here's here's the other flavor. Oh, okay. it was it was an Austin Dillon Andy's Three Crete, uh, and that is vanilla frozen custard blended with peanut butter, fresh bananas, chocolate chip cookie dough. It looks delicious. Oh my. Yeah, and the the AJ Almondinger. Was vanilla frozen custard blended with hot fudge, almonds, Heath Bar. That's what mm. I love, Heath Bar, and peanut butter. So, okay, here's one I came up with going back to the days of thunder. Oh, yeah? All right. The cold trickle butter brickle. I don't know how they make that <laughs> butter so hard. Maybe a hot biscuit. Mm. I don't know. But the, I love butter brickle. It's so delicious. It's creamy, it's smooth, goes down easy. The cold trickle. Butter, I like brickle. that. Well, mine is it doesn't hold a candle to some of those, but it was offered by my seven year old. And I've heard this, and I think it's wonderful. The Coney Stewart. The Coney Stewart. <laughs> and what would be on that? What would what would you uh, would it be like an orange? I see. A when tub I think of lard. Stewart, a tub of lard. Not so much. Not anymore. Not not. Leah's Leah's whipping him into shape. Oh, maybe some whipped cream. Whipped cream. We should stop right there. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, segment, segment two. two, you got nine wins, you're Kyle Larson. Yep. Would you trade all nine of those wins to be a Hemrick and win the title without one? Or would you keep your nine wins and not win the title, knowing where you are in your career? Can I go first? Please. Okay. <clears throat> so, I would keep the nine wins because in the long run, he can already call himself a regular season champion. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and they give that out now where they didn't a few years. So he's got a trophy, a championship trophy. He would be called a regular season champion. The nine wins adds to hit the total that's going to go beside his name in the Hall of Fame one day, more than likely. If not the NASCAR Hall of Fame, definitely the International Motorsports Hall of Fame. I mean, the guy races everything. So it begs the question, and I'll let Travis get into this, and I think he might, which is more important, a regular season title or a playoff title. I wish Matt Beamer you know? was here because he'd tell you the regular season. Yeah. He, he might. And I, you know, and this is, and I really would, I'd love to ask Kyle Larson. I, yeah. He wants to win this weekend. He wants to win that title. 
I don't think he'd trade nine wins for it. But and as you referenced at this point in his career, now if he were Denny Hamlin, yeah, no and way, he hadn't won one and he's thirty something. Yeah, I'll trade you nine wins for that one title, that one elusive title, just like Dale Earnhardt would have traded for the probably eighth. twenty wins for his, a five hundred or until he yeah, got one, until he got one, or, or the eighth or, or title, the, or the eighth title. Yep, sure. But as I've said before, I love it that they give the regular season title. I think that means something. I think it's valued. I think it's worth recognizing. And if I were him at this stage of his career, with so many other things, I think. Yeah, one more trophy. It's not just one more trophy, but I think the nine wins would be makes means yeah. Especially this year, his and I don't want to call it a comeback because he he left. I mean, he came back, but it was not like he was running fortieth. No, you know, he just he got back in the car and he's made the most but of, it a, is, of a great opportunity that he had. And, and I wouldn't say it's surprising. I think it's not his talent, but he went from two wins a year, and I think he's overachieved, just like we saw Hamlin and Harvick last year. But I would not expect anything different than four to five wins a year for Larson until he decides to hang it up. I sure. mean, he, that's the equipment he's in. You know, if he's winning twice a year with Ganassi, there's no reason he's not yeah. winning five or six. So I, so I think he has overachieved, but it, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting point. Travis, what would you do? The complete opposite. Okay. Um, well, of course. So Michael actually brought this up this morning in our little text chain that we have between the three of us. So... Don't give away our secrets. Right now, the World Series is going on, and hope to goodness by the time you listen to this, the Braves will have won it. Uh, Those in the Houston area do not take offense to that comment. I don't really care. They're cheaters. Uh, oh, wow. But anyway. Goodbye, Wait, do you Houston. hear that trash can in the distance? Yeah. Goodbye, Texas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, the Atlanta Braves from 1991 to 2005 won 14 consecutive division or regular season championships okay now the uh, 94 season was strike shortened so there was no regular season champion that year that's why it's 14 instead of 15 during that time they only have one world series and that was in 1995 so i disagree look nobody remembers who won the blue emu maximum pain relief 500 at martinsville speedway back in 2014 all right. But no. what they do remember is who the 2014 champion was, and that was Kevin Harvick. So the championship in larger circles means more. The check that gets paid out with that championship is more than several wins put together. That trophy is a lot bigger. That championship ring that you get to put on your finger is nice. And the fact that every time you're introduced, you are introduced as a NASCAR Cup Series champion, not welcome the 2021 nine-race winning driver, Kyle Larson. No, no. Mm -mm. So I think there's a couple ways to look at this. I would love to go back and ask Kevin Harvick, if he retired after Phoenix this year, would he rather go into the Hall of Fame with 50 wins and one title or 40 wins and two? I don't know the answer to that. I would probably pick the second. But I'm mm -hmm. going to take a similar yeah. way to what you did, Travis, but not baseball. Okay. I'm an alumnus of the University of North Carolina. We have six, some would say seven, national titles. We have probably 25 or 30 conference titles, regular season and or tournament. Mm -hmm. I would trade all of them to have more than UCLA in national mm. titles. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. To say unequivocally, 
no one's ever going to get to UCLA without another 100 years because they've got 14 or whatever they have. Right. But I would trade absolutely all of those conference titles to say we have more than Kentucky and we have more than Duke, you know, the ones that are the, the blue buds of college basketball. If I'm the Carolina Panthers, I would have a losing season for every year for the next 10 years if you gave me a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Or any so, year. Yeah. Or any year. I mean, right? I, I do think it means something, Michael. I'm glad they recognize it. But I, I think me, I would take the hardware. I would be the one guy that goes in the Hall of Fame with three championships and three wins. I'm just you trying know? to prepare myself to swallow the pill. Yeah, that's uh, coming. That it's no, potentially I... he may not be the champion, even though I know that neither one of you want me to get into this right now. We'll hopefully. Well, no, let's do it. Here's the one. Well, the, the third segment. We've talked a lot and right. referred to the one race playoff. I think, and can I make this statement? The three of us are in pretty good agreement that we like the first nine races and three rounds of the playoff. Can I make that statement on behalf of the show? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we all pretty much like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll have to get on with rambling about racing and, and discuss that with, with Charlie and Matt and, and Preston, But because I know Matt's got some strong feelings about that. But mm-hmm. let's talk about the one race playoff. Michael, I know you have been its most vocal critic on our show, and tell us what in the world what you think about it and what you would do to fix it. Well, I wouldn't make it just one race because mm-hmm. I think it puts way too many eggs in one. I mean, just take Kyle Larson, for example. I mean, the guy has kicked tail all year long. He's the best driver. It's been the best team. And there's potentially he may not be able to call himself the champion at the end. It That's the absurdity of it because it all comes down to one race. I would rather it be an, another chunk of three races. Okay. If, if that's so what I would So you'd make do. a playoffs 12 races or – Drop it to nine and only allow 12 in. Maybe so. Something yeah. like that. I just don't like the one race because there's just so many. I mean, you may have an Austin Wayne self that hooks Kyle Larson. I mean, whoever that would be. Cody that, Ware. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. Kevin Harvick picks this damn race to say, you know what, buddy? You took my win at Bristol. I'm going to take your championship. You never know. And that Kyle Larson had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Nothing to do with that incident. He won the race. He took the opportunity he had. But those crazy things can happen, and it's over. It's done. That's it. In every other sport, if your shoes mess up, if your glove mess up, if your back cracks, if the ball deflates, if the rim breaks, it doesn't mean that you're cost, that cost you the game. They stop. They repair it. You get another one so on and so forth. If a guy gets injured, there's another guy that takes his place. Golf would be different, but it's a they Tennis, have four days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's four days. It's not, all right, let's do To determine the best golfer of the year, we're going to take the top four and let them play this Sunday on this particular course, which one guy's game may be better suited for, yeah. and call that person the best, the best golfer of the year. It's absurd. It's just crazy to me that it's all i know it's a ratings darling i get that i get that but i don't think it it has the potential just like hemrick i don't think anybody can say that hemrick is the best driver in the xfinity series this year i think it's almondinger and that's no offense no but the fact that he may be able to call himself the 2021 champion just because he finishes higher than the other three that all have wins and have been dominant is ludicrous it's crazy and I think the fact that it is one unique course. So you take and <clears throat> Travis and I talked a little bit about this on the way home from Martinsville on Sunday, and this was one. And he gave me a great example. The Patriots. I'm sure that he'll bring that up again, and he should. It's a good example. 
But with the with football, they're playing on a hundred yard. Yeah, the field. field never changes. The field never changes. It's the same field. It may be a different type of playing surface, but the dimensions of the field are the same. The dimensions of the court are the same. Um, if the baseball you race diamond, the well tennis at court. Phoenix, yeah. You're a favorite. Let's say if it was in Martinsville, there's some guys that would have no chance. Or a road course. Or a road course. Sure, that's not fair. It's it's not. I mean, I mean, I guess it's the best of the. I guess it's kind of like Homestead, but again, I would make it a a larger, a larger, uh, a larger races. sample to say this is our champion. All right, Travis, you leave it the way it is. Okay. And I say that because. I agree in in some ways with what Michael said, but he's right. I'm going to bring up the New England Patriots. 18 and 0. 18 and 0. Eli Manning. Eli Manning. They have one game left to win. Carolina Panthers went 18 and 1. Yep. 17 and 1. Yep. Mm-hmm. And just because they're 18 and 0, that doesn't mean they're automatically going to win and they didn't. You yeah. know? And and here's my thing. Teams have 35 races. They know where the championship race is going to be. They know what kind of track it's going to be at. It's not like they're going to the schedule's going to be released last year and 2 weeks before the final race they're going to change the the layout of the track. So, they have time to get better at these different kinds of tracks. Run simulation. I mean, these these teams have so many different resources and so many different tools. I get it. They can, you know, you can blow a tire, you can blow a motor. Those things are are unpredictable. But Tom Brady also could have broken his leg, and that's what could have knocked them out of their imperfect season. Backup quarterback. Yeah. You know, I I just, I think there's not a backup driver. There's not a backup car. You throw another quarterback in there, and you continue the game. I think, I think we're trying to fix something that doesn't that it's not broken. That isn't broken. I mean, well, it may be after this weekend. It's proven. That nine times out of ten, the best driver is going to win. Now, the best driver at Phoenix will, will win th- that day. Now, personally, and I don't, I don't want to spoil this. I don't think Larson's going to win it. Well, let's save that. Yeah, so, we'll save I think it. you both make very compelling points, Michael. I think the golf argument's probably the closest. The U.S. Open. Now, it depends on how you're playing. I get that, but depending on what kind of course the U.S. Open is on plays to certain guys' strengths or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Length. Or Length or, or, or yeah. whether it's a bunch of left-handed dog legs yeah, and you're sure. Phil Mickelson and that's yeah. the wrong way, right? So so I think that's a good point. I also think the NFL point, I mean, how many guys, how many people can tell you who had the best record in the NFL two years ago? Nobody. Yeah. So even though that's sort of a recognition, nope, nobody cares. So I, I like both elements. I kind of agree, Michael, with you to do another round of three. But one Something I don't think it's practical, but I think what will be cool is in that round of three, start with four, go to three, and then the last race is mono e mono. Hmm. So mm-hmm. now it's just those two. Now I will say I sat through the eighties and nineties, as did you, mm-hmm. and almost every final race of the year, there was a mathematical chance that there was a a, a title race. Yeah. But unless the guy leading blew up or put it in the fence early on, it right. was very, very unlikely that there was going to be a different champion than the one you thought going in there. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't remember, that sucked. It sucked. And it wasn't exciting. The last race just became another race. Even when we did the 10 races, by the time you got, there was only one Stuart Edwards. 
right? Yep, 2011. The most of them, going into that late last race, it was pretty clear who the champion was probably going to be. Mm-hmm. So I do like the fact that there is sort of a reset button during the rounds. But I also agree with you, Michael. I'm not sure I'm the biggest fan of the one race takes it all. I think Phoenix is a track that's more of a driver's track. So that helps. It's not Talladega, which is a lot right. of random chance. Sure. It's also not a road course, which is a skill set a lot of these guys haven't really built up yet. But yeah, I I, I think it's going to remain as it is for a while. I, I don't see them changing it. So yeah, I don't either. And I, I'll just say this: you know, the guy that should win it, if he executes like he should, mm-hmm. he'll win it. Well, let's talk about that. So let's go into each of the three. So for trucks, we got the eighty-eight, the four, the ninety-nine, and the twenty-one. So, Crafton, Nemechek, Rhodes, and Smith. Travis, who are you picking to win the race? Which obviously doesn't have to be one of those four. And who are you picking to win the title? And, and, and let me just say that we can all agree on this, I think, because I think we're going to have similar picks. So, I don't have a problem with that. I think, I just think when you look at those four, how do you not pick Nemechek? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think, I think he'll win the race and I think he'll win the, the championship. Title. Okay, yep. Michael. Well, I think, and this was, and again, to make these picks, I went in and looked at this historical reference and results for Phoenix mm-hmm. to see who was the best driver at Phoenix, to my earlier argument. I'll leave Had, it there. Has Nemechek ever even run Phoenix in a truck? I think once or twice. I think Hadn't, okay. been, hadn't yeah. been much. So based on the amount of laps that were led, good finishes at this track, lots of experience, I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes mm. as both the race winner and the champion for the truck series. I th- also think Nemechek will do it. But if something happens to him, I think the 88 pulls it off. He did it, what, two years ago? Three years ago, Homestead. When did he do that? Uh, Two, I think. I know he doesn't have the best record at Phoenix, but that guy's a crafty veteran, and he's like that. It's that old Daryl Waltrip thing. Where'd he come from? Where'd he come from? Yeah. So. All right, Xfinity. Michael, you want to lead this one off? Sure, I can. And uh, I, I guess you could call it low, low-hanging fruit, but this guy has a spectacular record. Oh, let's say who was in it. it. it so it's the 16, the 22, the 9, and the 18. And for those of you that like names better, Almondinger, Cendric, Gregson, and Hemrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Cendric here, and it's not – he's – a lot of, lot of laps under the belt. He's won in Phoenix twice. He has a great average finish in Phoenix – I just think it's hard to pick against Austin Cindric in, in this particular race to win and be the champion. Travis. I'm going to go with Almondinger. I just think with the stars have aligned this year, he's had a crazy good year. And, you know, Matt Colleg deserves this championship, as does A.J. Almondinger. You know, you look at him, he was suspended when he was driving for Penske for failing a drug test. You know, he admitted his problem. He went and got help. He got back in the sport, and I think that he's going to end up on top Saturday night. I would like to see that. Cindric's already won one. He's moving up. I think it would be great for Matt Colleg. But I am going to say that, like the Cup Series last year, the number nine car is going to win the last two races of the season. I'm going to go Gregson. Okay. And I don't think it's going to be on potentially, quote-unquote, merit. I think it's going to look a lot like last week. I think there's going to be a late race restart, like when Almond, when Allgaier lost it. And I think you're going to see the nine car come out on top. All right, let's talk cups. So we got the nine of Elliott, 11 of Hamlin. I almost said the 42 of Larson. The five of Larson and the 19 of Truex. 
I want to say Truex. I just don't think he has it in him. He has not run well recently. I want to say Elliott, but again, we've talked about in the, on past episodes, there's not been a repeat champion in almost over 10 years. Larson's the obvious pick, and as much as it pains me to say it, Denny Hamlin gets his first title. What about you, Michael? Michael. Did he steal your Hamlin pick, Travis? No. <laughs> no, he did not. Even if he believed it, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say it. He wouldn't um, say it. So, yeah, I mean, I just went to, st- I, I went to statistics on this and tried to keep my thoughts out of it, and the statistics uh, tell me that Larson will win the race. Of the four, he has the most top tens mm-hmm. at Phoenix. He has the highest average finish in the last ten races. The flip side of that coin is Hamlin has led more laps yeah. at Phoenix. So I'm going to pick Larson to win the race. Who won win in the, the championship? Who won in the spring? Uh, Truex, I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you've got a guy who won the race last year and the title. You got a guy yeah. who won the race in the spring, and you got the two best drivers at that track. Yep. That's going to be a fun race. Sure is. Yeah. yeah. Is. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if Hamlin won. I think he's going to be whatever he's taken from Martinsville is going to have him fired up, maybe too fired up. Maybe he does something overly aggressive and takes himself out. But it wouldn't surprise me if he wins. I think of all the drivers, other than Larson, I think Hamlin would be the most deserving based on his performance this season mm-hmm. to be called the champion. Well, and that. And he's the only one of that group that isn't. Yeah. Um, well, Larson's not, but I think we all agree he's probably going to be one day uh, if he doesn't get it this weekend. What do you think, Travis? Yeah, let me just say this. If Denny Hamlin wins the championship... Ooh, ooh, ooh. It, this is on record now. He will be the least popular champion that NASCAR has oh, seen in 30 years. What are you going to do, though? Are you going to eat your underwear? What are you going to do? No, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to say it will not resonate with the fan base. All the crap that he's done in the last... Since 2006... When he made his cup debut, I, I just I don't see it resonating with the fan base. That being said, I believe that we're going to see our first back-to-back champion in the elimination format. Chase Elliott will be hoisting the Bill France Cup on Sunday evening. Won't break my heart. Is I that Hooters him. Orange or is that FedEx Orange you got on there, Travis? Uh, that is Hooters Orange. Okay. Or Truex Orange. Might it's be. not Larson. Yeah. It's, no, it's not. Um, but you have Larson Blue I do on. have Larson Blue on. And I so, have a... Battleship Gray. Yeah. Well, that's an auto owner's insurance, Truex Blue. Kind of, yeah, yeah. A little bit. That so, wouldn't break my heart. Or Ricky Stenhouse Blue, Kroger's. So I know we need to wrap this up, but give me a couple things that you guys are looking for this weekend in terms of what we might see just in I terms will be of interested. the racing. Remember the nine last year? Failed inspection, I think, or changed the engine, doesn't matter. Failed inspection. Yep. Went to the back. Yep. And he was in the top 10 at like lap five. Mm-hmm. And other, I mean, those people, those guys just pulled over. Mm-hmm. I will be interested to see since there's qualifying if, and practice the the top four aren't starting in the top four. Right. So if one of those starts in the twenties, it will be interesting for me to see to your point, if guys get out of the way and kind of let them go, or if they don't, because I think it will be a, a good reflection on whether or not that respect has just been sort of the pressure of the playoffs or whether that's something that's systemically broken at the Cup Series level. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I'll be looking for. Okay. I think you're going to see I, – I think there is a possibility that we may see late race cautions this mm-hmm. weekend. I think pit strategy is going to play a pivotal role in the race. I think tires are going to matter. 
somebody is going to make a mistake by cutting the dog leg. And, and coming back up into traffic? And coming back up into traffic. I don't know if it's going to be a playoff driver, but I wouldn't be surprised if a non-playoff driver did it and it impacted a playoff driver. The other thing I'll say is that a lot of the pit stalls in, in Phoenix are like they were last weekend at Martinsville. They are in the corners. We saw a lot of pit road speeding penalties from playoff guys at Martinsville. I'm curious to see if a pit road speeding penalty will take someone out of contention in all three series. What about you, Michael? Anything specific? Well, the green cactus at the start and finish line. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do enjoy seeing that. It's enormous. I wish they'd put a cowboy hat on it, though. I think it needs a cowboy hat. I, I agree. I like that. I'd be curious, and we'll never know the answer to this. Speaking of penalties and things like that, if it's close, I wonder if NASCAR will call it. I don't think they will because I don't want to. I don't think they're going to. Well, he'd have won it if it hadn't been for the. You know, on the other side of that, I don't think guys would be pushing the envelope. They were pushing it at Martinsville to get out first. I don't think they're going to be making those mistakes. Kyle Larson had what two? They have two, two, one or two. Yeah, and he, and he had, had nothing to lose. He's got a lot to well, lose. Well, and weekend. I wonder were they testing something? You also never sure. know what they could have been doing all kinds of things in the digital dash or. You know, yeah, they, yeah, and he came at pit. I mean, Martinsville was just a test session for them. They didn't yeah. have anything to. I agree. Yeah, I will say this: Kyle Larson had some pit road problems in the spring at Phoenix. At Phoenix, yeah. That's so a lot of time has well, passed. I and, think that team and has if you see, a bit more since then. Well, if you see also that guys are kind of moving over, if they know you're faster, give up a couple spots on pit road because it's better to start eighth instead of sixth and thirty fifth. Well, and the other thing is the choose rule. You know, you may come out of pit road eighth, but you, that doesn't mean you have to start eighth. No, and we saw at Martinsville, Elliot took the outside mm-hmm. or the inside, one of the two. I don't remember. Oh, the inside, mm-hmm. and went to the back. Yeah. So you can, if there's a even not a late race restart, there's guys that when they're out front, their car works well, and they get fifth, sixth, seventh, and they just can't turn it anymore. Yeah. So those will be interesting things to look at. Anything else? The uh, only thing, the only news item I failed to mention earlier. Uh, Austin Hill is moving to the Xfinity Series, going to drive the two-car for Richard Childress Racing next year. Instead of Snyder. Instead of Snyder. Where is he going? Uh, we don't know yet. Mm. That was announced uh, this weekend. So I do have a green-white checkered. Oh, you have oh, a green-white checkered. Okay, I do. I do. Okay, you guys ready? Yep. And this is either or. Okay. Either mm. or. And we'll just start with you, Travis, okay. uh, since you've got the Halloween orange on tonight. And this is somewhat Halloween-themed. All right. Uh, and if you don't have a preference between these two, just say it, neither and give me your favorite. So the first one is, do you prefer Reese's Pieces or Reese's Cups? All of the above. Oh, but if you had Especially, to pick one. Especially, okay, let me say this. If you've never had the Trader Joe's dark chocolate Reese cups, give me some. You need to you need to get some. They are they, they are better than any Reese cup I've ever had. Sounds good. Yeah, they're delicious. Okay, so try cups. those. Yep. All right, Andrew, I like the cups, but not the minis. Too you much like, chocolate in the minis. Like the regular the, size, yeah. not the mega. That's too much peanut butter. Okay, but I will tell you, and I've not. I, my son and I are on a quest to find these in Mooresville. We've only found them at like truck stops when we've been on the road. Is they make a king size Reese's candy bar that's like a caramello, but instead of caramel, it's Reese's peanut butter. Oh. Mm. And it's unbelievable. And I can't find them in stores. I can't find them online. So that's my favorite Reese's thing. But the cups, I'll take over the pieces. All right. Unfortunately, you both are wrong. Oh. Uh, the oh. correct answer would have been the Reese's PC's cups. Have you seen those? I have. I have. So, too much. Too much there. 
too much have, of a I good thing. Tried, I haven't tried too it. much of a good Actually, thing. Actually, I, I prefer the pieces, and it has yeah. nothing to do with the ET. I just, I did love, I've always liked them. Well, I, but I let's, like let, the that's like saying, do you prefer your filet mignon medium or medium rare? I mean, it it's, is. it's they're both. Uh, hey, that's right. I didn't say it was going to be easy. No, never is. How do you like your hot dog, Clay Campbell? That's not easy. Nope. Yeah. You offend all the onion people if you say without onions, which he did, which I liked. I, I know you his did. Honesty. Next. All right. This is a chocolate milk question. Mm. Staying on the chocolate theme. Mm. Do you prefer a Yoohoo type drink or do you prefer to freshly mix your chocolate milk with Hershey's syrup or something similar? Andrew. I honestly prefer to mix it, and I and I even like it when I've worked out or been hot. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing more refreshing the than milk that is cold. thick, cold milk yes. going down your throat. So nothing wrong with a YooHoo, but I, even if I'm at a convenience store, I will choose the 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 chocolate milk over the YooHoo. Okay, Travis, I agree. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate milk over YooHoo. All right. So before I ask this last question, I want to be very clear. What's your opinion? Uh, oh, I like the freshly mixed. Yes. I do. I, lo- yeah. I love the freshly mixed. Yeah. You can't can't beat it. And you can and you can control the amount of chocolate. That's right. If yeah. you're not really if you just want to tinge, you can make it that way. If you That's just right. want to like clog it up, just dump it up the whole thing in there. You know the best way to to rinse out a empty Hershey's bottle is to pour milk in the bottle, shake it up, and drink it out of there. Ooh. That way you're not wasting any chocolate. That's it's genius. impossible to get it all out. Ooh. Oh yeah. So there, you're welcome. Everyone, wow. you're welcome. All right. Is so, this Martha Stewart? <laughs> it's Michael Stewart. Michael Stewart. Oh, that's her the, husband. Uh, the love child between Martha and Rod. Oh, Coney. Or, or my, Michael Coney. Bolton and Martha Stewart. <laughs> Both having lovely locks of blonde hair. All right. What's this like is that? the time of Captain right. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> this needs to be edited. All right. What's number three? All right. Let me be very specific before I ask this question because this could apply to. Many, many, many pursuits. I'm referring specifically to chicken. Fried chicken. <laughs> okay. I'm referring tip- specifically to chicken. Uh, we had some delicious, oh. crispy, crunchy chicken oh, yeah. up in Martinsville. I don't know why you guys don't sponsor. We love your chicken. Any, we'll just mention you. We'll keep on mentioning it. Okay. And we Sp- bought enough of it. Good yeah, we did. bought them out. We did. We bought everything in there. The biscuits were good. Tater wedges. All of it. Okay, so about chicken, so don't go out down some other road, Travis, okay. which you often do. Do you prefer bone-in or tenders? Oh, tenders. Knew that was coming. Okay. Like, I pref- you don't like get you get your hands greasy. I get it's you. not that. It's When you have a bone, it's wasteful. Well, hmm. I, like, I think I like the, the bone adds a little bit of flavor. I like a nice uh, yeah. chicken breast or chicken wing. Sometimes I'll go boneless wings, not because of, mm. just because of yes. the mess. And it's just easier. It, it's and you're easier. Really, yeah, but absolutely. if if and if you're, you're in t- it more for the sauce than the meat. That's exactly right. right. If I'm doing fried chicken, bone in, breast or wing. I agree. I per- I like them both. I like them both. But I I don't mind working for it a little bit. I think the bone does add a little bit of flavor as well. And I also am a breast man. Uh, it's hard to beat a thigh too. Lay, uh, wings, I love a, and I had this enormous wing. I, did I, did I show that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I showed, showed it to your dad, and I've never seen a more muscular chicken wing. It was a flat and a drumstick connected. I mean, that chicken had been juicing, and it was juicy, 
and I appreciate. I the am work the chickenada. I appreciate the work that chicken had put in. <laughs> that chicken had worked on it. He, <laughs> he, he fought hard against his death. <laughs> he did. It was a buff. There's was there's a, buff a piece per, of me. there's a Purdue employee with a black eye. <laughs> I'm not going down that fight. Pluck you. Pluck you. <laughs> And that's a wrap, folks. All right. And on that note, uh, we'll be back next week to wrap it all up for the season. And then coming up soon is episode 50. Got a special guest coming in for our 50th episode in studio. We're really excited about that. Do we want to announce that or we want to wait another week? The 50th anniversary show, which we, we have planned, and hopefully the date will work out November the 30th, We've had him in here before, and it was a hell of a time. It was a hoot. It was. Jerry Nadeau has agreed to come back on for our 50th anniversary episode. He's excited. We're excited. We have no idea where it's going to go. Nope. And that's the best part. That's what's going to make it great. And so that's a little... All right. A little preview there. All right, Travis. Travis, take us out, big man. Yeah, so real quick. We got three short races this weekend. Trucks are going to run 150 miles Friday night, 8 o'clock on the FS1. Xfinity cars are going to run 200 miles Saturday night, 8 p. Or I'm sorry, 8:30 p.m. Eastern on NBCSN. I am so happy that's a night race. And then Sunday, 312 miles, 500 kilometers for the Cup Series, 3 p.m. on NBC. So that's going to wrap it up for us. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did producing it. And enjoy the racing from the Valley of the Sun this weekend. And we will see you next week to recap the 2021 championship. By the time I get to Phoenix... She'll be rising She'll find the note I left hanging On her door She'll laugh when she reads the part That says I'm leaving Cause I've left that girl so many times before By the time I make Albuquerque She'll be working She'll probably stop at lunch